Hey guys, it's Joy. I just wanted to give you a heads up. We're releasing this episode early, obviously, but uh, we wanted to put this episode out as soon as possible because so much has changed since we recorded it that we just wanted to get it out into the world. We're probably going to do another update because uh, after we recorded this episode, everything kind of blew up in the CrossFit world. But we talk about a lot more important things, but we certainly kind of touch upon the CrossFit blow up that happened this week. Um, But we certainly didn't know the full extent of what happened. So just wanted to give you a heads up on this episode. Thanks, guys. We love you. Hey, guys. This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. We're back. We took a week off. I wouldn't say took a week off, though. I think we the reason why we didn't release an episode last week was... Well, actually, we recorded an episode. And after we recorded it, I think we had some second thoughts about releasing it. Um, I don't know if we're going to release that episode ever. What do you think? I don't think we will. It just kind of like, I feel like it was like a moment in time that is long gone. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't really have words of why, but it's more like we recorded it in the midst of a lot. And I think that after the fact, we're like, this just doesn't feel helpful. And I think, yeah. You know, while I think it is important for us to process our feelings in the moment about a lot that's going on in our lives, this just didn't feel like that time to do it. And so we just, I think we're just going to scrap that episode and we we took a pause for the week and we wanted our listeners, first of all, we didn't feel like putting our voices out there was an appropriate time. I mean, I could say that about the weeks to come as well, but I also know that our community is very important to us and and you guys appreciate our voices, but I think it was just a reflection time and a time to really make us sit back and kind of reevaluate a lot of how we want to move forward in life and with the show. And I think for me, at least, like what I kind of realized was, and Joy and I were, were talking about this last night, is like, there are no immediate changes that I feel would be genuine for us to make because like, you know, we don't want to be those people who are just rushing out to get more. No, it's people of color onto our show just to have it. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot that there's a lot of layers to this that I I think we could go into. But Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost, I just want I know I put a post out to people to ask for what you needed this week from us. And we've as you can imagine, we got a mixed bag. (laughs) So we're not going to please everybody, right? That's just how the cookie crumbles with having a platform like this. So we're not going to please everybody. Some people were like, we just want an hour to check out. We just want you to shoot the shit. We just we don't want politics, or we do want politics. We want more voices uh, from the black community. We want just Joy and Claire. We I mean, it was just a mixed bag of responses. And so we're this, what you're going to get in this episode is definitely um, not going to please everybody. It's one episode. So we're going to be talking about a lot of different things, including what is going on in the world and Black Lives Matter. And we're also going to talk about Joy and Claire. So and I, I, I mean, think what, it, what I want to tell you guys is that if you are looking at your podcast feed and it has not been diversified within the last couple of weeks, then maybe it's time to listen to some other podcasts that aren't us. And right, right now, right. you know, we're not going to, we don't want to put the burden on the people of color in our community and our and our network to jump onto our show because they're, most people are being asked a million things right now. And right. other podcasts 
already have had those voices on for a long time. And those are the podcasts that you should be seeking out to. Right. And, li- and really listening. I, yeah. You know, I think going off on a different tangent is just really what I'm seeing right now is, you know, we are all needing to step up and we are all needing to do some serious work and how you do that work is going to be different. And so to reiterate what Claire said, last week's taking off was not a, <laughs> it's it's like you can't react appropriate. Uh, I feel like no matter how you react right now, whatever your response is, if you have a platform like we do, um, you're going to meet you're going to be met with some type of criticism. And so I think the struggle that Claire and I had, or at least my, I'm speaking for myself, was if we don't post, is that going to be perceived as us not speaking out? (laughs) Or is it going to be perceived as, oh, good, they're stepping back so that they can amplify, you know, that they can let the black community step forward and have their voices amplified. So it's, it, it really is one of those things where at the end of the day, I know in my heart that my intentions were to take time to reflect and take time to listen and not worry about pushing content, not worry about pushing our brand. I honestly could care less if we lose followers. I could care less if people were pissed off. I, I mean, I care, but I don't care in the sense that what is more important to me is the growth and the progress that we can make as a society than it is for me to have a personal gain of a of a brand. <laughs> and so I I just wanted to say that and I know that as we discuss this it's um it's so layered and complicated for a lot of people for everyone it sh- as it should be but we're here to talk about it openly and recognize it and support the black community as much as we can. You know, I feel like the thing that really was, diff- I would say, just kind of difficult to see, which I also think like last week, Claire, you and I have been talking a lot about this just, you know, within our own relationship, but the response on social media was what was overwhelming because I all of a sudden felt like I had to put forth a response to everything I was seeing. And then I immediately felt like, wow, I don't know any of these people these are strangers on the internet. I don't owe anybody anything to put forth what my response or even just the work that I've done my entire life around this issue. I don't owe that to anyone to explain it to anybody. What I need to do right now is look at what is going on and take accountability for where I've failed and then commit to what I can do moving forward. Do you announce that publicly so you can inspire others? That's what I don't, that doesn't sit well with me because it, again, feels like this performance where I'm like, well, I've, there's a lot of this in my work and especially in my job and the training that I've done around systematic racism and diversity and and how you work with patients. And I don't owe it to anybody to wave that flag and be like, but I've done work before. So it is kind of like a personal thing that we kind of have to sit and reflect on. And I think that's another reason why we wanted to pause the podcast last week was to say, talk to people that you're closest to, because that's really where the work starts, not what you're posting on social media, not what you're reacting to, to strangers on the internet. While social media is an important platform to getting the word out, and we we wouldn't be here if we didn't have social media. We wouldn't be here without videotapes of horrendous things that are happening in the world. And so 
that is also kind of where it can turn against us by making us, I don't know, put on a show, if that makes sense. I just saw a lot of that with people feeling like they all of a sudden had to post on their social media accounts to quote unquote prove that they, it was an interesting thing to pers- to watch. And I think that's why I had to take a little bit of a break to kind of go internal and be like, I'm being way too influenced by things that are just really shallow for me. And by shallow, I just mean, I don't know this person to really engage in a meaningful conversation. I'm just seeing too much information on social that's making me, it's, it's bl- uh, blurring what is really important to me and what matters to me in the conversations that I need to have with my close circle, with my friends. And I think the thing that is hard is I'm really torn because I like the things that have hit me the hardest are the the things I've read that are like, don't come in here and act like for white women, like don't come in here and act like, oh, I, I didn't know. I'm so innocent. Like I'm yeah. just a white girl. Like, oh, you know, I just, I'll never be able to understand, but here's right. my feelings about it. It's like, right. that's, the time for that is dead and gone. And it, there was never a time for that, really. There was and never a time for that, really. That's, yeah. The, yeah. that's the part that for me is like, how do I talk about this without sounding like that? And how do I talk mm-hmm. about this? How do I, what do I put out there that's actually useful? And I think that it's, it is helpful, you know, the, like the podcasts that you reposted and some of the stories that we've reposted in our, in our stories. And the, you know, the, the po- post that we did on Instagram about black lives matter and trying to get different resources and things where we are able to, the resources are out there. The information is out there. It's up to us to go find it. It's not up to us to ask other people to present it to us and bring it to us. Mm-hmm. And I think again, like most of our audience is white. Like let's just put that out there. If you're listening yeah. to this podcast, chances are that you are a white female between the ages of about 25 to 50. That also feels like a big responsibility because honestly, guys, we are the problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if that is uncomfortable for you to hear, I hope it is. I hope it is uncomfortable. I I hope it is uncomfortable. And And here's the... Yeah, yeah. go ahead. I... I, I just wanted to say too that, you know, I'm not even going to go to the all lives matter crap. If you are on that camp, not up for discussion. Not up for discussion. Okay. I know. I saw this great not up for tweet discussion. that was like, that was so, like, so, so let's just, let's just put that away because that's not even up for discussion. So, so just so you know where I stand, not up for discussion. Right. So, um, so what I want to say is white women, you, it is, it is, this we, may be hard to hear. We. We. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. I'm saying you, us, we all. I'm, I'm speaking. Let me just blanket statement. Everything I'm saying, I'm saying to myself. Okay, let's just blanket statement that. We need to shut our freaking mouths unless it is from a genuine place of work that you have taken time and respected the time to do the work and not just grabbed and reposted something because it is a black person and you're like, I like what that says. I got to post this on. I mean, you have to do the work, which is why I was so adamant about that, like taking time, stepping back, reflecting and going within yourself and being quiet and not doing it to do a show and not posting something to put it out there and say, I mean, I swear to God, Claire, if I saw one more post and I'm not, I'm not even sorry if this was you because I'm calling you out. If you made a post that said, as a white woman with privilege, dot, 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 I wanted to rage. If I saw one more of that, because I wanted to say, duh, 
You are white. You don't need to say as a white woman with privilege that you are born into. So don't use that as a starting jumping off point. You don't need to state your feelings and your experience right now. Period. You don't. This is not about you. So the fact that you're going out and putting, spending precious time that you could be doing your own work as opposed to trying to amplify what you have been through and the work and the commitment and the promises that you're going to do moving forward, nobody needs to hear that right now. What we need to hear is the black community and you need to shut your mouths. We need to shut our mouths and we need to listen to the black community and stop pointing to you as a white woman with privilege. Like I don't, that's not helpful. And it's just stating the obvious. It's stating the obvious. So I'm passionate and I'm mad because it's like, I'm just seeing so much social media, wonderful, great tool, but I'm seeing way too much of that noise. And for, sorry for the pun, it's white noise. It's white noise. And so do the work Don't rush out and just grab whatever book you see that has a black person on the cover or that says white. I mean, do the work of what works for you and what is going to speak to your heart. And that's the other thing that I'm really frustrated with. And like, do you even know this person? Like if you have a, if you have, if you're following people of color, if you're following black women, black men, and I'm speaking specifically to the black community right now, because that is at the forefront of our, of our world right now of what is going on and the problems that are going on. So diversity for all colors, races, ethnicities, you know, even gender, I'm thinking of um, Pride Month, you know, like, but right now we are speaking to the black community. So do the work, look at the books or resources or podcasts, like listen to them. Just because it's a black person speaking doesn't mean you've done the work. Does it speak to your heart? Does it speak to your morals? Does it speak to like, oh my gosh, I'm totally, I'm uncomfortable listening to this, but I can really resonate with this person. Like that is where the work is going to happen. And then not only that is don't post about your white privilege on social media. Talk to your friends, your close, your inner circle, your spouses, your partners, (laughs) if you have multiple spouses, um, your partner, (laughs) your friends, your best friends, your black friends. If you don't have black friends, I, that's, that could be, that's a problem. You know, we have a lot of people listening that are in the CrossFit community. There's a huge issue with the lack of representation of people of color in the CrossFit community. Why is that happening? So I, I think it's just a call to action for white women, for all of us. And again, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm pointing fingers at myself is we need to shut our mouths and stop posting about our white privilege. Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> it's stating the effing obvious. So I'm going to shut my mouth now. (laughs) So on that note, we're going to keep talking. (laughs) I think that was why ultimately last week of the episode, like even this just feels like, is this our place to, to speak? Is it appropriate for us to put content out? We know that you guys are First of all, are free to turn this off if you have better things to be doing and better. Well, they may already have, time. which is fine. You know, yeah. I'm sure people well, will turn and, it off. But, like, but what I don't want you to do is whatever. turn it off because it's uncomfortable yeah. to listen to. Yeah. Right. What I don't want people to do, and people are like, fine, if you don't like this, then just unfollow. Don't unfollow. 
you know, like, yeah. I, I mean, uh, you can unfollow us. That's fine. We're not the ones you need right. to be listening to. But, you know, if you're following people, now is not the time to just make your live, make your life as comfortable as possible. You know, this is like a, the thing that I keep coming back to, and this is so cheesy, but I've seen it everywhere is like, if you ever wondered what you would do during the civil rights movement, you're doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is in a, I think will be seen as in a lot of ways, the second wave of the civil rights movement and, or the third wave or the, you know, the infinite wave of the civil rights movement. And this is the time to change, to change yourself and to do the work and to realize that, you know, we've all messed up on this our whole lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the one thing that I would say, Joy, is about, I, I agree, don't go on social media posting like, well, I'm just a white woman. And I have white privilege because like, yes, obviously, we all know this by now. But what I don't want to do is make people feel ashamed for the thought processes that they're having. Because I think that what is easy to do is to think, well, I didn't think the right thing. And therefore, I, I guess I'm just going to stop. Mm-hmm. And I think Right, but that's a but that's, that's a, a that's a problem in and of itself, though. If you kind of get butt hurt and say, "Well, that's what I mean." Well, gosh, <laughs> we don't want like that's like, but I I don't want people to think I don't want you or anyone us to have the reaction of with any of this. Oh, I did the wrong thing, and therefore I'm going to stop I trying, just, or I'm not. I'm bad yeah. at anti racism, and so I guess I'm just right. going to go back to my normal life. I mean. I hope that no one listening to this. Yeah. I hope that no one listening to this would do that. But I know that that option is there for all of us. And that really, that's the problem is that that option is there for all of us. That is a huge part of the problem. Well, and if you're getting defensive, there's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason you're getting defensive. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. And I think that that's where we need to really take a serious look at how we're approaching this very, very, very serious issue. And if you're getting defensive and wanting to back away, I would I would welcome or I challenge you to step into that <laughs> and just take just a look Just not on social curious. media. <laughs> Yeah, just not on social media. Just like be curious. It's one of my favorite things we're kind of always saying at work is be curious. Like take a look at it and be like, huh, I wonder what I wonder what this is about. Mm-hmm. This is a very like cognitive behavioral therapy technique where you just kind of look at it and you kind of take it outside of you and almost like you're putting it in the palm of your hand and observing it. What is that about? Why do I do that? And just asking yourself those very important questions. I just got my coffee delivery. Just a real quick like levity though. Claire just got a beverage mm-hmm. and it make me happy. <laughs> um, yeah, I got I got a Claire. New- what beverage is that? Oh, I got some coffee this morning. Is it iced um, coffee? No, it's hot coffee with oh, a little you're bit. Muted. I think you're muted. What? I can't hear you. Thank you. I think that yeah. after all of this like quarantine stuff, somebody needs to start a band called. I think you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> and it will I think like you're on mute. You're echoing. Yeah, I think you're on mute. Does somebody need to go on mute? Which is like the passive aggressive yeah. way of saying mute yourself. <laughs> Yeah, mute yourself. Um, and anyway, I got my my hot coffee. A little bit. Of, I'm really into the Nut Pods vanilla creamer. Okay. I think it's delicious. Um, it's not too sugary and or it's not too overly sweetened. I don't like. You know, I I don't like to start my day with dairy. Doesn't do my body good. Um, mm-hmm. but one of my friends that I work with told me about this silk oat milk creamer that's oatmeal cookie flavored. Ooh. And I really want to try it. Yeah. Oatmeal cookie. That sounds delicious. It's an oat silk oat milk that is oatmeal cookie flavored. Yeah. 
yeah, all of it. I, I want to try it real. Mm-hmm. I want to try it real bad. Um, cause like real bad. oatmeal cookie and coffee is just like holding hands, yeah. skipping down the lane. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> nice little dunk of dunk yeah. of cookie in your coffee. So good. Yeah, that sounds delicious. Okay, okay. So, so so yes, I go ahead. No, I think. <laughs> I think continue. We could we could process we could talk about this for weeks and months and we will continue to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And yeah. we want you guys to call us out. We want yeah. you guys to call each other out. Sig- call your friends call out. Call your friends we out. Actually we actually had a, a you know a few people say what do you do when you have the the uncle who says racist comments or the friends that you see on social media. That's the thing that Claire and I have a couple friends where we, you know, kind of talked about that. Like, do you call this person out? But if you're not close enough to them, what do you do? Like, I know it's it's this hard, it's this really hard thing to t- like. So yesterday, Joy and I were texting about one person in particular who is in, who we both know fairly well and definitely have known have been closer with in the past and now aren't as close with and this person was posting a lot of racist crap on instagram let's just call it what it is and racist crap talking about how this is all a hoax right blah 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 and first of all my first reaction was like oh just unfollow that person but i was like no like this is what everything i'm reading is the problem is being called is like saying like hey this is hey white people like this is how you can help is you know, these like this micro activism where like you do call out your like random Instagram friend who is posting racist crap. And so I texted Joy and I was like, I'm really struggling with this because this person is not going to listen to a word I say. Right. That's the struggle. And is like, yeah, it's like, and I'm going to listen. I know just them. Gonna be like, You're the problem. You're liberal. Right. Blah, blah, blah. And like, so, and I know this person well enough to know that unequivocally they will use whatever I tell them and put it into their own narrative and it will not land. Yep. Yep. And do I do it anyway? Do you do it anyway and try to plant a seed? Do I do it anyway and try to plant a seed? You know, do I, like, I'm not, to be honest with you, not worried about losing this person in my life because I'm not yeah, that I'm close not with them right now anyway. <laughs> I'm not either. But I also feel like at what, it's, it, at what point, where's the line where it's like, I don't want to do it to be performative. I don't want to be the one who's like, well, I called out my racist friend on Instagram and not even that I would like, I wouldn't, you know, post about it, obviously, but in my mind, I don't want to be checking the box just to like check the box because I'm sort of doing this. I think a lot of us are doing this of like, wow, this is something I've never done before. And I, so I really have to go inside my brain and be like, am I shying away from this because it will be difficult and I, and difficult things are crappy or am I shying mm-hmm. away from this because I truly don't believe it will be effective and therefore I truly don't – like I want, have other more effective places to put my energy. Mm-hmm. And because that type of thing is so – energy is a, can be a huge energy zap and not just zap but like black hole. And I haven't decided what to do, you know, and because yeah. it's like I don't want to not do something only because it's putting myself in an uncomfortable situation. Like that's what this is about. This is about getting uncomfortable and being uncomfortable and leaning into that and yeah, it's doing really it anyway. uncomfortable because I can even when I'm posting something to someone or even writing a message that's kind of calling them out. And I've done this before. My heart starts racing. I get really anxious because it's confrontational. Nobody loves confrontation, but it really is like I stand for this. But at the same time, you know, when you're saying it to someone like in this example, 
Will it fall on deaf ears? Maybe. But I think what I've come to realize, or at least just talking through this, is not saying something is more of a loss than saying something and having them just not like dismiss it. Right. Yeah. And it's not even deaf ears. It's like almost like giving fuel to the fire. Fuel to the fire. Yes, exactly. And I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So it's kind and of you like know, that same and I mean, thing that I've I, seen. Yeah. I've seen this on social media this week too, is people saying, uh, specifically black people, like, you know, I don't, I'm not here to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so here's, here's where I will engage in a conversation with you. And here's where I don't want to put my energy. And I think that's a really good place to start is like, okay, so when it comes to calling out, When it comes to calling out, where do we want to put our energy? Is it with the people who we know are maybe too far gone? (laughs) Or do we start to put our energy just towards amplifying black voices and trying to just focus on doing the work as much as possible by putting energy towards what we do want to see? Or, you know, I, I, th- I don't think there's a perfect answer. No, Let me just make I don't that think clear. I don't think there's or. a perfect answer, but I think it's just something that we all grapple with is like the uncle that says the racist thing that he's, you know, maybe 65 years old and they're not going to change. I, I, it's just kind of hard to, to, to say what the right answer is there other than I've had family members use racist language or something like, you know, something of the nature where you're kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I've called it out and say, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. You can't. Maybe back when you were a kid, when you were around your family, that was normal. You can't say that anymore. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. It was never okay, I should say. But you cannot say that. That's not language that we use in my house. And it's actually, you know, from my experience with family, it's been met with kind of like a wake-up call, fortunately. But I know that just doesn't happen with everybody. And that's okay. But I think the actual taking a stance and putting voice to what you believe in is more important than how the person responds to it. And I think that's kind of where, where I, you know, if I like, we're like this friend we're talking about in my mind, I'm like, yeah, maybe today we'll go on social media and make a response to what what this person said. But also in a way is like, what's going to be productive uh, in my mind, I just want to be like, that's such an asshole thing to say, but that's not going to do anything. Right, right back and be like, <laughs> cool, douchebag. I know. Just, that's what I really want to say. Really say. You can't, you can't cure douchebag. But yeah, so you know, the, it's, there's a lot, I just want to tell our listeners, you know, we've been thinking about you so much. And we just want to, we really want to hear from you too. Um, this is such an important conversation that we do want to continue to have. We know you come to our podcast for humor and levity and laughter. And and but- I, I think too, like, th- I, this is something I've been thinking about a ton in the last couple of days. It's like h- how to say this without it sounding like I am promoting avoidance or willful ignoring of things is like... You, what do you mean? Like in... Like well, in, what in I'm example? trying... Hold on, yes, I'm getting to that. Oh. I'm getting to what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. How okay. do I say what I'm about to say without it feeling like I'm promote, promoting avoidance, which is none of us can engage constantly. And you can't expect right. yourself to have your nose to the grindstone from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed indefinitely. And... Right now, this is a sprint, but it's going to turn into a marathon and you need to be ready for both. Yeah, you got to make a plan. And you got and you need to pace yourself. This is not going to be fixed overnight in a week, in a month, in a year. Maybe in our lifetime. This is something you're going to be working on your whole life and mm-hmm. you need to act as such. And if you burn out before the end of the month, 
that's not going to be helpful. And so mm-hmm. when you're doing these to a things, point where, to a point where you may be like, oh, I'm sorry. And I know, I know you white women, us white women out there are looking at social media, getting exhausted. Yes. Right. And so can you even imagine, you know, yeah. like that's, you know, if you think you're exhausted, yeah. this is, you know, don't, I'm, this is not about comparative suffering right now, but it is comparative suffering. Like the black community, this is their daily life. They're facing this every second of their day. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that thing is, your, I, I don't, bench, I'm not, your benchmark for stress right. to be like, oh, this is stressing me out to where you're then like, you know, after a month going to go back to your normal posting right. Ex- and a lot of people are like this will require a lot of effort on our part to continue right. to keep this in our focus. Right. And that being said, you do need to take care of yourself and it's not realistic or so or, that you can show so up. That you can show up. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's not realistic or helpful to put yourself in a position right now that you, where you're going to burn out, where you are going to need to take all your resources just to recover. And so that's also where I'm, I'm personally struggling is like, at where do I kind of not draw the line, but what's the balance between, okay, I'm not turning away. I'm staying engaged. I'm leaning into difficult things, but also I have a life that requires a lot of energy already that, you know, that like requires a ton of personal and emotional energy already. And I need to be able to show up in my, for my kids and, you know, at my job and I can't be emotionally exhausted. And it's a like the lack of emotional stamina for this that I have is because of my privilege, but that doesn't mean I, I don't have a lack of emotional stamina for it and I have to right. build it up, but that's not going to happen overnight. And so just like, where, where does that balance lie between saying, okay, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to go garden and I'm going to disengage with this for a little while because I can't just have it in front of my face forever. And honestly, that's true with any topic. It's true with topics that I am used to being in front of all the time. I can't have them in front of my face all day long. And so I think that's another part of, you know, where we are going to be trying to balance content on this podcast in the coming weeks is like, at what point do we also acknowledge like we can't talk about this and only this and it's not helpful and it's not useful. And it's also not what we want to talk about 24 seven. Right. Right. But it doesn't mean just because we're not talking about it every single episode doesn't mean we're not. And that's the other thing like that I want to reiterate from us posting on social media about it was I uh, just because we're not talking about it, it's like not in the forefront of our brand doesn't mean that we're doing our own personal work, which is quite frankly, a private some people may argue with this, you know, having a podcast, but there's a lot of this that's very private to me. Like these conversations are so important to me. I'm not going to have them on a social media platform all the time. I'm not going to have it on a podcast all the time. I want to be in a very intimate space with my partner, with my friends, that we are getting into the weeds about it. And that to me is more meaningful and more impactful to doing this work than it is to, you know, air that out of what I'm doing on on my platform, if that makes sense. But the other thing that I'm thinking of is like, this is all stating the obvious. This is all happening amidst a pandemic, the largest unemployment rate we've seen since the depression. I mean, it's just like layers upon layers upon layers upon layers of trauma. And that is something that I just think is really important. I think most people know that, but to recognize as well. And we're not going to sit here and talk about our opinions 
of what's going on. I mean, the bottom line is we stand with the black community. We stand for Black Lives Matter. And we will continue to support in any way that we can personally and on this podcast. Like if you are a black listener and you want to share candidly and meaningful conversation with us, like we are, it should go without saying we're open to that. But, you know, that is something that I think ongoing we want to be as mindful as we can and not do it for the sake of white guilt. White guilt. <laughs> I saw a lot of white guilt this week. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, let's um keep that keep that door open always. Um I also want to say that, you know, I I like what Elizabeth Akinwali said. I mean, she's she was a CrossFit athlete in the earlier years of the games and I love what she said about, you know, a lot of people were questioning her because as most most of you who listen and have listened to our show over the seven and a half years is that we are a, we are kind of based in the CrossFit world and started in the CrossFit world. And so a lot of people had some issue with CrossFit not putting out a statement recognizing Black Lives Matter and the murder of George Floyd and, and their stance on supporting the Black community. And so there were a lot of people that kind of reached out to Elizabeth Akinwale, who was, probably, I think she was the only Black woman that competed in the games during that time. There was um, Amanda also. Uh, Goodman? Yeah. Was she after? No, Elizabeth they were the Akinwale? same. I think they were both in were they the same They era? were both okay. kind of same era. So, But right, so there's one, two. Okay, so great. So there's two, there's two, right? So, so I remember a lot of people, or, you know, just last week, this week, a lot of people were asking her to kind of make a statement. She basically, I mean, one of, go, just go on her profile and read it. But I loved what she said just about, you know, they didn't create space for her at the table. So you have to create your own space. And so, I mean, I, she was very tactful in what she said about CrossFit. She was not bashing it, but really the undertone was very much like, you know, I didn't really feel like I had a space at the table. So I just kind of went and created my own, which I know a lot of people can relate to that, especially if you're a minority. So I don't know where I was going with that other than to say that CrossFit has, yeah, has kind of pissed a lot of people off. So, and on that topic, uh, we obviously have read the Rocket CrossFit email post, yep. series of posts. We, in fact, Alyssa, who's the author of those posts, sent it to us directly as soon as she was done writing it. Mm -hmm. um, we have talked to her about it. We were, have talk, talked a lot about whether or not we wanted to talk about it on this episode. Um, I mean, we're recording this Saturday morning, guys. Like, this all just happened last night, basically. And, right. And by the time you guys hear this, who knows? Maybe we'll release this episode, like, on Monday or Tuesday so that it doesn't feel like it's been a week. <laughs> right, right, right. But I think what it comes down to for us in this moment is that we are not going to talk about it because... We are definitely not directly involved in any way, but close enough to the situation and to the people involved that it would feel like gossip for us to mm -hmm. talk about it rather than for it feeling like, oh, we're just reacting and we're just giving our thoughts. Like for us to weigh in at this point would feel very gossipy. And that's not something that we ever want to feel like or promote. You know, I think if you haven't read it, it's really, really worth reading. And I will also just say that, you know, in some ways we were surprised about what happened and in other ways we weren't surprised about what happened. So, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people are feeling that way. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. We, I, I'm sure we will address it at some point because I think that it's going to be on an ongoing discussion about CrossFit HQ and the way that they treat their affiliates and the way that they mm -hmm. handle the, you know, their obligation for leadership or not handle it, you know? So, but that's pretty much all I want to say about that. Let's take a quick right a turn. Quick, 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 quick right turn. 
And just because we have we have a sponsor, we, have a sponsor we need to give a shout out to who we week. love dearly. <laughs> and I would also like to say about this sponsor is that they were supposed yeah. to be on our episode last week, and when we reached out to them and said, "Hey, we're not going to release this episode. We know you've already paid for it. We know that you know you were counting like this is part of your editorial calendar, but we don't feel like it's right for us to release an episode this week." They stood by us in that decision, hundred percent. So they're super great, and that does not surprise us at all because Blue Blocks is our sponsor, and they are wonderful, wonderful people. They're based in Australia, and I just say that because I love the the owner of Blue Blocks. He's just the cutest. Um, <laughs> and so if you want to support the podcast by supporting a great sponsor, it's blueblocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. The discount code is JOY. They make great blue light blocking glasses. There's a ton of frames to choose from, but you can also send in your own frames if you want them to turn your frames into blue light blocking glasses. You can have prescriptions. You can have anything under the sun with blue blocks and it's great quality please do not spend money on cheaper versions because quality does matter i have been wearing these a lot lately i've been doing a lot of screen scrolling i've been looking at screens a lot more than usual Um, i do like wearing my blue blocks in the evenings but i've just been finding like especially during the day with work and then also just kind of keeping up with social media i've been getting a lot of headaches from all the scrolling in the screens which is i know it's my own fault but i was like oh i gotta wear my blue blocks and so i've been wearing those and that's been helping tremendously not to mention it's been really helping me sleep and i'm i'm serious about that i notice a difference when i wear them um, especially at night to kind of wind down so highly encourage you check this out you got to check your stress right now, guys, and take care of your eyeballs and your your mental health and your anxiety. And I think this is just a nice little added touch to help you accomplish all of that. So blueblocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and the discount code is JOY. And I know that it's really can be overwhelming to look at frames online. So I would just like to say I recently got another pair and they're the Windsor frame. And I think they're so cute. I love them. And I get a ton of compliments on them anytime I'm wearing them, like when I'm on video calls. And I have worn glasses my whole life. And, you know, I like feel like it's just hard. Like you sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. And it shows up and you're like, wow, these look terrible. And I'm never I'm, you know, never going to wear these. But I feel like the Windsor, if you're if you're looking for a place to start, is a great place, is a great frame to start with. It's very versatile. I have a kind of like, I would say a fairly average shape and size of my face. And it feels like it would be very versatile towards a lot of different face shapes and sizes. Check them out. Um, they're super cute and like really kind of like modern looking and funky. So really fun. So the discount code is joy. Thank you guys for supporting the sponsors that support our podcast. All right. I want to play a quick voice memo from Anna in Germany, who has been on the show before. I love her. She has been... Um, She's so great. She like sends me... we correspond regularly on my personal Instagram and she's been trying to send me something called like German bread spice which she's like do you ever use this bread spice it's like no no you heard of it and so she's trying she's been trying to send it to me but she can't because of coronavirus um oh. but she's so cute hi she's so she's a cute. really cute hey, little Anna. girl too she is the best we love you Anna so I want to play a quick voice memo because I think it's helpful resources a lot of you wrote in and said how can you know what resources are available again 
I will go back to square one and say, Google, and please do your own research of what is going to be helpful for you. We're happy to put out what's been helpful to us. I highly recommend you watch our stories because I am constantly absorbing and looking for content. Um, I I just do that by nature, but especially now I want to support the Black community and trying to look for more. I mean, I I listen to a lot of podcasts with Black hosts, and so I've been frequently posting those, but I will continue to post those. And that's just been really helpful for me, but also any books that you want to read. Um, I can say that Brene Brown has been doing, or she did a recent interview. Brene Brown's recent uh, interview with um, Ibram Kendi on how to be an anti-racist. He recently wrote a book about that, and it also has a kid book version. That's a really helpful, helpful episode. So anything with Ibram Ibram Kendi. Um, But there's so many authors, too many to name right here that I will be, I'm happy to post and put up what's been helpful for me. But I really, really encourage y'all to do your own work um, and researching and getting recommendations from your friends and so on and so forth. Um, But again, happy to help if you want to outreach us and and ask. But here's the voice memo with a great resource from Anna. Hey, Joy and Claire. This is Anna speaking from Germany. Um, We have enough problems with racism, so unfortunately, in Germany. Uh, So as the German saying goes, you have to clean in front of your own doorstep first. So I don't want to speak much to what's happening in the U.S. Other than racism just simply has no place in this world at all, ever, period. What I do want to recommend, though, um, to your listeners and to you guys, if you haven't done it, is the Harvard bias test. And I think you can Google them if you put in Harvard and bias. Mm, we have to do them for work. Um, on We have to do three of the tests, gender, disability, and race. And they're really good um, to get a little self-check on, on where you really stand uh, versus what you think where you would land. Um, they, they play a little bit into the game uh, that you know from Friends where Joey has to answer the questions really fast from Phoebe to figure out what he really wants. Um, they're similar to that, and uh, the results are astonishing if you see them over a larger group. So for work, uh, for our department, they were collected anonymously. Um, but for example, women have a strong bias when it comes to women and careers, um, uh, which to me was just astounding. Um, and yeah, they, they give a good good idea of, of where you stand and uh, if you maybe do need to put in some work um, or if you maybe should use your uh, good result and, and your inner beliefs um, to, to help other people and to support getting rid of those stereotypes and of those discrimination. So yeah, Harvard bias test. And uh, I'm not sure if, if this voice memo is too long, then maybe you guys can just recommend it um, to your listeners. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. So that's the Harvard bias test. You can do it for race. You can do it for gender, disability. So race, gender, and disability. So just Google the Harvard bias test. I have not yet taken that, but I am going to Google that. And I think that's a really good suggestion. So it shows what your unconscious biases are. I love that she used the example that uh, the example from Friends when Phoebe has to, Phoebe's asking Joey questions and he has to respond really quick. Or no, maybe it's the other way. Joey's asking Phoebe questions. In any event, they're asking each other questions and they have to respond really quickly to kind of get their true feelings. Uh-huh. And so I think that's kind of where it lands too. That's a really great example of, you know, just something that you can do yourself to kind of, you may think that you're, 
you're just doing great right? <laughs> on your bias, but check in with yourself and challenge yourself. And I think that's the beauty of it too, is that that's where we can start is you may think, you know, right. um, but you just never, never know. You think, you know, but you have no things. idea. You think you have no idea. <laughs> All right, let's give some, well, let's give some like quick life updates just for ourselves okay. because I feel like, sure. you know, might as well. We're, we're already might here. Might as well since we're here. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything, but <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I am looking forward to playgrounds are can reopen now in the state of Colorado. That's been like the biggest thing that has. That's so, yeah. Been huge. You know, it's Man, been. parents. It's been tough. Parents with small children to to not have playgrounds yeah. is like and I get it torture. you know especially in some areas like there's certain playgrounds in Longmont that are always crowded but we have a playground that's a block away from our house and we are almost always the only ones there you know ever mm-hmm. I mean there are other kids in our neighborhood who occasionally will go there but like it's not a big playground and it's not one of the bigger or nicer ones in the area and so it's not like a destination playground if you're a parent you'll know what I mean by the destination playgrounds (laughs) because they're a real thing they exist um but it's just been so hard to not be able to go there because like that's a huge reason why we bought this house was like oh there's this playground right there and so um I'm so excited for that and then also Miles is actually starting camp on Monday that's so exciting which is exciting and I think um I'm I will would be curious to hear from other people who have kids who are camp aged, like young kids or older kids who either have or have not decided to let their kids go to camp. For us, it wasn't, it wasn't really a question. It was like, if, if they have it, he's going to go because he's now been inside for three months with no like peer interaction. And that's just not, Mm. we can't, you can't do that when you're four and a half. Like you need to hang Mm. out with your friends. It's just not the same to, you know, like we play with him as much as we can, but it's 100% not the same. Um, and I'm excited about it, but I'm also worried about it. Not because necessarily I'm worried about him getting sick, but just because I think we're going to have to ease back into it. Like miles is a really sensitive kid and I think it's going to be, he's going to be exhausted. And I also Mm -hmm. think like we were trying so hard to talk to him about like, you know, when you get to, when you get there, they're going to take your temperature and the adults are going to have masks on. And he's like, yeah, okay, great. But I think when he gets there, the first couple of times, it's going to be scary for him. And yeah, for sure. um, so that'll be, but I am excited for him to be, have some social interactions with other yes. kids. Yeah. It's been really nice in our neighborhood to see all the playgrounds open or not have yellow tape around mm-hmm. them and people being able to sit in the parks and play. And I think I've posted on stories yesterday about I went to pick up some takeout and one of my favorite Ethiopian restaurants normally we can only do you know as when since COVID started since the shutdown started quarantine started uh you you can only pick up and take out you can't go and sit down but now they've opened some tables and then there's a brewery next door where they had a lot of outdoor seating and people were just sitting together in their small groups of friends having beers outside and just the sight of that was so (laughs) nice to see people just sitting together in community I was just like oh my gosh this feels so good to see people just hanging out with friends and it just made me really excited and hopeful and also cautious feeling, of course, because we don't want to have an, an uptick of cases or a resurgence of, of COVID cases um, like we did earlier in, in the year. But that just was 
so nice for my heart to see that. It felt good. Yeah, I feel like the like the yellow tape around the playgrounds was this like very visible, symbolic, like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything else was a little bit less visible and walking by the playground all the time with the tape around it just was like, man, this is hard. Yeah. I also think in a weird way, Brandon working on the COVID floor has, and I, I don't want people to take this to mean that I, we didn't, we didn't, are not taking COVID seriously, but him working on the COVID floor has made me have less anxiety about COVID because he has seen it firsthand dozens of times. And he has definitely seen people who have been really sick from it, but he's also seen a lot of people who've recovered and have come off of ventilators and come home. And that has honestly been the majority. And so for me, it's sort of like, if nothing else, the the anxiety of this huge unknown is not there anymore. And I think that is part of what was so hard about the first couple of weeks was it was like, anybody could have COVID. We're all just walking time bombs. We're all just going to like, you know, have to go on a ventilator. And it feels like we've sort of moved past that initial phase of like, oh my gosh, what what's going to happen? And like the goal was never to keep every single person from getting it. The goal was never stay inside your house until we can guarantee that no one else will get it. The goal Mm -hmm. was stay inside your house until we can guarantee that the hospitals aren't going to collapse under the weight of this. And that didn't happen for in in our area, luckily, Mm -hmm. thankfully. So I'll just be really, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens in the next couple months. And yeah, just it's, it, it is nice. It feels nice to like start to have some opportunities. Like I went to CrossFit the other day. They were holding, they were holding their classes outside at CrossFit Roots. They unbolted the pull-up rig from the inside of the gym and bolted it into the oh, parking wow. lot because Colorado, at first Colorado said like you can have up to 10 people if they can maintain social distancing inside the gym. But then the Boulder County came out and said, no, it's only three people per room. Well, CrossFit Roots is like a 10,000 square foot facility, but it's all just one big room. And so it ended up being sort of this like, what the hell? And so then they came out and said, well, okay, you can have 10 people if they're if you're outside. And they're like, game on. So they (laughs) unbolted their gigantic pull-up rig from inside the gym and put it into the parking lot. And so I went in last Tuesday at 530 in the morning, which you know how big of a deal that is for me to get up at like 4 a.m. to go work out. And it was so nice to like the workout itself was like it was like front squats and running like it wasn't that big of a deal but it was just like other people yeah and I I haven't been yeah well and I like I mean I know that you're that like for you and Brandon who like you guys are two of the people I talk to the most and you know Jessica and some like most of the people that I talk to the most are essential workers who have still been going to work and seeing other people (laughs) right and so I literally have not been around people other than Brandon yeah. and our au pair regularly in three right. months. Right. Like that's a crazy amount of time. It's so And crazy. so just these little moments of like being in interaction, interaction being, is like being engaged with people yeah. is like so exciting. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. I'm starting. I am actually starting to miss CrossFit. I was not for a while. I think just because of the overwhelm of everything going on with COVID and work and schedules mm-hmm. and getting cadet and all of that. And now I'm like, okay, I'm feeling ready to go back. <laughs> so eventually, yeah. I mean, I think our gym is open, but I just haven't renewed my membership because of the schedule I have right now. But anyway, talk about um, cadet. Oh, cadet's doing great. I don't really have a ton of updates with her other than she's getting really big and she's learning really fast and I hope that we normally with her training 
you're supposed to be doing two puppy classes a month, like in-person puppy classes. So we've really missed that, but we've tried to socialize her as much as possible. She doesn't have all of her shots yet. So we have to be a little bit restrictive, but we take her out on walks everywhere. Well, and you're and so we, lucky that you have JT for that. Oh my gosh. They, it's they're such so a blessing cute. to have him because they're so cute together and he, he's such a good example for her and they are just really good playmates. And so that's been really helpful, but yeah, I'm really excited to do the in-person puppy classes. I'm not sure when those are going to start again, but right now we're just doing them all online. I really enjoy it. It's just really, she's a really smart dog. So she's kind of like really easy to train, but it's just been going really well. I'm still, you know, we're still getting up in the middle of the night, like to let her out and whatnot, but she's so funny. Like she does this thing where, you know, we crate train her. And so she wakes up in the morning and she like gives a little bark, like I have to go to the bathroom. And so we go into her crate and you open her crate and she just immediately flips back on her back and like exposes her belly and her tail's wagging really fast and she just wants you to rub her belly so it's like five minutes at 2 a.m i'm half asleep i'm half like crawled into her crate just rubbing her belly until she's ready to get up and go to the bathroom and it's just the darn cutest thing even though you're so tired i'm just like this is so cute yeah that's how i feel (laughs) when like evie wakes up in the middle and like the crack of dawn and i open her door and she does this thing right now it's so cute and when you see her she goes Hi. Ah! <laughs> Is that the same thing that you posted when she was like the video you sent? Yeah. Where she's like, hi. hi. That's so hi. cute. And I just like, you know, I, it could be 4 a.m. and I don't even care because it's so cute because she yeah, just like so looks cute. at you and says, Hi. And she's so happy. She's She's like, I don't know what time it is. It's so cute. I love it. The little, like, the the starting of talking (sighs) is so freaking cute. It's so funny. And she, like, she does, she says daddy and dada. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we can get her to say mama, but for the most part, she just calls both of us dada. Mm -hmm. And then she, we've been, so since my grandma passed a couple weeks ago, we've been trying to Skype with my grandpa every night because he, now he lives alone. Mm -hmm. And so we Skype with him pretty much every night while I'm making dinner. And so like my mom gets on one, gets on her Skype and then calls my grandpa and then they call me. Yeah. And so they like babysit Evie on Skype while I'm cooking dinner. So I like put her <laughs> in her high brilliant. chair and I prop the yeah. phone up in front of her. And then Miles kind of like, you know, comes in and out of the scene. And so she says, Papa. And she just thinks it's so funny because we all get so excited when she says it. And so she'll say like, Papa. And then she'll just start. Oh like, my god, so I love cute. it! So cute. Yeah, so cute. It's, I know. What would we do without kids and without babies, babies and, dogs and dogs right now? Just babies I and know. puppies. And <laughs> I know. And like, part of me, I mean, I'm innocent. I'm so glad that Miles is going back to camp on Monday. But the other part of me, like, kind of feels like, man, this the last three months, I will, I can't imagine when or if I will ever have the type of time with my kids that I have had in the past three months. That dedicated time. Because like, yeah, I've been working from home, but just to like check in with them constantly throughout the day and, you know, wake up with them every single morning and go to bed with them every single night. Like I've been really trying to focus on that. And like even just Evie, you know, being around for her just day-to-day moments has been so fun. And Mm -hmm. something that I I definitely would not have, I would have missed out on this if COVID had not happened. And so it's, I've been trying to focus on that and it's been you know it has been fun to like really be have a constant presence of my kids all the time like exhausting a lot of the time but fun also because like yeah miles has been in camp and 
daycare full time since he was six months old all year. And this is the the most time since then that he's ever not spent being like ever spent not being in daily group care. Well, that's our that's our uh, life update because I know it's a lot. Life is still just life is still just turning. Um, life is moving forward. And I think that's the other hard part is that amidst all of this, I feel like life has to continue. Mm-hmm. So it is hard with all the serious things going on in life. It's hard to just kind of do the daily tasks that we have to do without it feeling shallow. So right. I don't know, just don't be too hard on yourself, but also be hard. Don't let yourself you off the challenge hook. Yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't let yourself off the hook, but also don't beat yourself up. I know a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough and just continue to evaluate that. You know, nothing is ever, you're never going to reach, reach this perfect destination of how much effort you should put it, be putting towards, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling guilty about. But just as long as you're really making the effort to expand your mind, expand your circle, really have challenging conversations um, and doing your best to be a better person every day. I think that's what matters. So would love to hear more from you guys. You know, our listeners are our community and we want you to chime in and speak up to maybe the work that you've been doing or the things that you've realized, or maybe the ways that you failed that we all can learn. Um, you can email us. This is Joy and Claire at gmail.com. You can also just hit the contact button if you don't want to remember the email or if you forget the email. If you go to our Instagram page, if you just hit the contact button right on our Instagram profile, that will take you immediately to send us an email or you can leave a voice memo. The voice memo goes straight to voicemail, so don't worry. No we one's going to answer up. the phone. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's, one, there's, a quick, there's a tweet that I just saw that I think sums this up, and so I will leave us with this. This Great. is from Ashley Island. E-I-L-A-N-D is her last name. It says, say what you need to on social media, then put down your phone and pick up your life. Not many will see you learning, confessing, repenting, uprooting, retooling, forgiving, inviting, empowering, but we will see its fruit. The hidden work is the heart work is the hard work. Oh, yes. That's exactly. That's okay. Love it. Mic mic drop. Spell it. Thanks. Thank you, Ashley Island. So it's the tweet is by at... Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E underscore E-I-L-A-N-D. Ashley Island. Love it. And she is from Grand Rapids, Michigan. AshleyIsland.com. Island, Island. I'm just phonetically yeah. pronouncing that. But That's amazing. That's amazing. There it is. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Ashley. Whew. All right, guys. I'm so glad you saw that. That was a great tweet. We love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you've listened to this point. I know. I feel like a lot of people maybe didn't make it this far and that's okay. There's a lot going on. That's okay. A lot to listen to. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Like we do it.